You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. peeps and welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast i'm joe dubs and i'm andy i believe this is episode 61 by the way let me just double check real quickly yes this is episode 61 uh from now on i will be saying the episode number just so that i could be professional <laughs> when i say it but this is episode 61 of big... yeah, what's number? yeah just another number but for me and Andy, this has been the longest reigning, defending <laughs> podcast that we ever done. So uh, kudos this to us. One, one of the longest things I've ever done. I don't feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it usually uh, when we have groups, uh, other people that we had in our podcast, even like before I met Adam, we would get to a, a certain number, and then pe- life would happen and be like, "Oh, forget about it." But so <laughs> far, this has uh, been pretty well. And if anybody's wondering where Escape, Escape from SideQuest is, we're working on a new format because recently we we just been doing gaming news and what we've been playing. Uh, it doesn't have like a, int- a interesting feature like Big Trouble where we now have a ranking system of like Planet of the Apes or other movies that are out there. So uh, I won't say it's a hiatus. It's only been two weeks, but I guess if you want to call it a hiatus, you can. <laughs> But I mean, it, it's coming back in short order. It's just a few few more blocks needed to be placed in the, in the panel first. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do one this week, but uh, I had some stuff to do. Had to had had put together a, a desk. <laughs> I'm ashamed there's actually some news this week, but whatever. We'll talk about that on Escape. Now it's time to control. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Andy, what the hell have you been watching? This is really weird, and you're not going to believe me, but um, I can't remember what came. Oh, um, stuff, there was a bunch of stuff that just kept happening one day that made me keep, keep thinking about watching this movie. My, uh, my sister was at my house, and the house that I own now, I bought from my father, so it was the house I grew up in. So deep within the recesses of the basement are like our old childhood toys. So mm-hmm. she was over, so I, I could get all that garbage out of my house. She was a... Uh, Loading up a bunch of stuff and looking at like old Barbies and trying to decide which ones to throw away, which ones she was going to keep. One of the ones that she had that she decided to keep, I think. I don't know if she threw it away or not, but uh, was um, uh, what's the character's name? Esmeralda, the gypsy from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, sorry. Uh, but so that put it in my head, that movie. And then I was online and I saw something about how the movie, like, it was better than you remember for an adult. Because when I was a kid, I fucking hated that movie. But mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't really seen it as an adult. Uh, Jason Alexander's a voice in it. That's thrilling. I, I didn't know who that was when I was a kid. Stuff like that. So stuff kept piling up. I decided I was going to watch that movie. And I did. And then the very next day, it was like you know the big news blitz about it being on fire. Super, super weird coincidence. But 
that's all I watched. Is I watched The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And sure enough, if you're an adult, it's uh, way better than it was when I was a kid. Like the music in it is like legit pretty good. It deals with like damnation and the nature of like religion, both positive and negative. And uh, it's such a cool movie. I really like it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a prophet now. <laughs> I mean, all I did was watch a movie. I didn't predict it. Uh, I don't know. Weird, weird coincidence. It, it was a really weird coincidence because the very next day. Mm -hmm. Well, I heard uh, they saved most of it, I think, or something like that. But it's still, yeah, it's still damaged. They, they were worried it was going to like completely annihilate the building, but they saved like the bell towers and the general structure of the building. There's a lot of stuff inside that's fine because uh, wood burns at a lower temperature than like metals and golds and stuff. So it's it's salvageable, I guess. It's kind of an early point, but there's already people donating millions and millions of dollars to restoring it, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy in that, uh, just because fucking Twitter is stupid, and people are just like, oh, why are you putting money on a church and rather than giving to poor people? I'm like, doesn't the church usually help out the poor people? They're supposed to. Not, I, I get it. I get yeah. why people are upset about it. But I don't know. It's not It's not just a religious icon. It's also like a cultural... Um, it's a matter of national pride for the French. And it's like a, an artistic wonder and an architectural one. Uh, whatever. I'm all for restoring it. But some of these people should really think about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, me, on the other hand... Um, I'll say the first thing first. Uh, I watched a lot of Star Wars movies because of the announcement of Rise of the Skywalker. Walkers or Walker? I think Walker. I think Singular, yeah. Um, so, you know, I was intrigued to start watching some of it. Um, I did watch the prequels. Uh, I watched... The only ones I watched, because I hate Phantom of the Menace. So I, I kind of skipped that one. But I that watched... That my favorite. <laughs> I, I like Clone Wars. I think that's my favorite. And then, obviously, Revenge of the Sith is good. Um, and, obviously, I watched all the uh, old ones. You know, New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Um, and then I watched Force Awakens. And then I watched... Uh... Wait, did you watch Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Okay, you, for some reason, you didn't say it specifically. It was, yeah. It was I, weird. I said it. I said the first I said uh, New Hope, and then I said Return of Jedi, and then I said Empire Strikes Back. Oh. <laughs> I just said it backwards a little bit. Um, and then I watched The Last Jedi, and every time I keep on watching that, I go, it's different. I, I just put that in my head. I'm just like, it, Ryan Johnson wants to go a different path. He wants to show what he's going to be doing in his trilogy. He was kind of given like a preview. Uh, then um, we'll talk about the trailer later on. But with JJ doing episode nine, it's interesting what I saw. So we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, let's get into the movie. of the, And then I watched uh, Red Letter Media. <laughs> I, I watch that every week. Honestly, in another window, I have paused um, a Red Letter Media video that I'm going to get back to after we're done recording. I like the the wheel of when they watch all the worst movies and shit. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorites. Best of the Worst is my favorite Red Letter show, but the with the sub-series, Wheel of the Worst, and also Plinket of War, those are, those are my favorites. <laughs> and oh, and the Black Spine edition. I fucking love that gimmick. Yeah. And then Half in the Bag is good, too. Mm -hmm. uh, um, 
I was watching the Star Wars thing where everybody he's they're showing clips of like everybody dying and then you have uh, I think it's Mike in the background where he's going, No one ever really uh, dies. Uh, really gone. Yeah, nobody's ever really gone. <laughs> so uh yeah, I've been not a lot of movie watching because I you know well, you know, Star Wars, I guess, because that's a lot of hours I put in. But most of most of the time, I had it on in the background while I was working on my desk. So it's not like I was relaxing watching it. Um, but yeah, let's get into some Planet of the Apes. Fucking movie of the week, everybody. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really excited about talking about this one. Yes, it's really interesting because you said there was like two versions, like the, uh, the uncut uh, version or something like that. There is the theatrical version, and then there's the, they call it the extended cut, but apparently they're actually just about the same length. Mm -hmm. So it's real hard to tell which one you watched based on the length. Really, the ending is the biggest difference, and otherwise, like, the extended cut's a little more violent. There's some more violence in it, because they wanted to get, um, I can't remember, I think it's PG, no, PG-13, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the movie's from the 60s, though, so I don't even think the, uh, the MPAA was... Uh, whatever. But they, they wanted to get it rated differently. Yeah, um, it just shows PG, actually, on uh, IMDb. Oh, maybe it was PG, then. Yeah. It. And it came out... I, mean, I don't watch sure shit when no PG. <laughs> <laughs> came out in 1972, uh, starring Roddy McDowell, Don Murray, Ricardo Montalban... Uh, Monteban. Monteban. Obviously, he's Armando, the circus guy. And yeah, returning in this role. Yeah, and this is truly um, pretty much a sequel from the last movie. Uh, what was the last movie again? Uh, Escape from Planet of the Apes, where at the end uh, you see the ape saying mama, mama on a, <laughs> on a loop. So, you know, it left you with a cliffhanger. To find out, oh, that's how, you know, the apes pretty much take over because of this ape and stuff. Uh, it, what's up? Sorry, I was trying to get Lucas' attention. She acted like she was going to bark, and I'm not going to mean that nonsense. <laughs> it's all good. We all, we always have dogs here. Dogs are dogs are better than cats. Just putting that out part, there. Part of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, this one opened pretty weird for me because the last one you just saw America as America, and then all of a sudden, uh, how many years do you think went by? Ten. Um, it's more than that. This is the far off future of nineteen ninety one. This movie is. Mm hmm. And, and the last one was supposed to take place, I think, like more or less when it came out, or maybe a little bit after. So like. I, th I think I think Escape took place in like the very early seventies, maybe, and then this one's nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety one. Sorry. Yeah, and all of a sudden America is now like Nazi Germany. <laughs> it's it's very very different. Yeah, and uh, apparently the dogs have died, which I think they mentioned in the other movies where they said they do. They mentioned that they were like, "Oh, so how did this happen?" And basically, what they described has already happened. Uh, I I always kind of took it to mean there was going to be like a few more generations in between. It's kind of weird that like just you know just one generation later, apes are intelligent, but they do it for the sake of having the same character because 
Caesar is in fact the son of of the apes that escaped from the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So they do it for that, and also so they can have Mondo in it again. So that's kind of it's kind of it feels like it should be several more generations, but they described it in Escape as well. There's a plague that kills all canines and all uh, all dogs and all cats, and of course mankind needs to have pets. So that he starts domesticating apes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a statue that Armando goes up to and says, you know, pretty much giving a nod of what was told in the other movies that these dogs eventually die. And apes are now like the semi-pets, semi-slaves in a way. Yeah, they started out as pets. We don't see that. But as time has gone on, They've been trying to teach them how to like mop and how to cook, and they send them on errands and chores and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. now they're becoming slaves. Like you can't even really. I uh, got it. I got a question though. Um, are they implying that these apes were trained by humans to act act like humans, but still be a slave in a way? Because you have the one ape that knows how to talk. And, you know, is grown to look like a man. Uh, and then all the other apes are, I don't know, it's weird. They still act like humans doing human things. So I'm guessing the humans train them to be like, hey, this is how you go to a person at the store to get the errands and stuff. Is that what's being implied in this movie? I don't know. Maybe I, I kind of thought it was like they were adjusting to their surroundings or something like that. There's more of their evolution because you see you know, a big part of the movie is like where they're conditioning them and it's like inhumane and mean and cruel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to make them used to like loud music and lights and fire and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because they went down to the uh, I forgot what the facility was called but the ape area where, where they bring them down, they train them with the fire um, and they put them in this like holding cell, kind of like since we're talking about Nazi Germany, a concentration camp. And then after they're trained, instead, but they still get fed and everything and trained. And then they put them out in like a auction where like, oh, this one was like the best out of everybody. Uh, what do you guys bid? And just how they did with slaves, like this. Yeah, there's, it's 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 very 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 thinly veiled. Like allegory for the slave trade, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty much what happened um, in the beginning. Uh, Armando and I see uh, well, they name him Caesar, right? What was his name before he was Caesar? He didn't have. I was confused name. because Armando's calling him, Caesar, and in Escape, he says, "Oh, that's the first chimpanzee to be born in a circus." I'm so proud. His name is Caesar. And then when Zira has her child, she decides to name it Milo. So technically, when they switch, um, this ape should be named Milo. But for some reason, they stick with Caesar, which honestly is a cooler name. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is where it's like, oh, we're going to get this old tradition of my wives. And we're going to let him name himself. He like opens a dictionary or something and is like miming, okay, point at something. And whatever he points at becomes his name. 
So, like, Caesar, like, grabs the book and, like, kind of is still feigning on this dumb ape, but, like, really specifically turns to the page with Caesar on it and points at it and then looks the guy right in the eyes. I love that scene. It's so cool because he's like, my name is Caesar, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the makeup is amazing again in this movie. Uh, There's a few of the extras I thought had some weak makeup, but all the main characters. A lot of the gorillas were weak. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they especially. And uh, some of the orangutans were a little weak, but they're barely in the movie for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Caesar and Armando walk in, and there's a part where, like, these Nazi soldiers, I'm just going to keep them calling them Nazi soldiers because they're dressed like that. Uh, the main character, or the, the main bad guy, uh, I was reading this on uh, Wikipedia or IMDb, the main bad guy actually translated all of his lines into German and learned and practiced and rehearsed them in German so that he could get more of a, like, a Nazi feel. Like, it's very intentional that you think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they start beating up this ape, and Caesar just yells out, stop, you know, you, you insane, I forgot what he said. You human bastards. Yeah. And uh, they turn around and say, who said that? And most of, some of the people were like, oh, they, yeah, that ape talked. But Armando is like, I said that. And they're like, well, why, why did you say human, you idiot? And um, something else happened. And there was a distraction. And then Caesar ran away. Armando ran away. And they came up with this plan where Armando was going to go in and be like, yeah, I said that. Uh, hopefully I'll you know, get out of this jam. And then you just go underground uh, and go to that ape concentration camp training area, and then we'll meet up somewhere again. And uh, Armando goes in, and they just totally don't fucking believe him, <laughs> uh, to the point where they just start torturing him, and then they put him in this machine to so that he could tell the truth and everything. Yeah, um, it's a sci-fi device that is going to like make him tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Or something, I guess. Yeah, so... Um, that's uh, to the point where he kills himself. He just jumps out of a window. Uh, did, uh, I got I got one question because Caesar is you know training, and then all of a sudden he uh gets sold to the Nazi bad guy person. And uh, did he find out that Armando died? That's why he cried. Yeah, he was. Uh, they were working, and there was two people having a conversation behind him. Yeah, I I didn't hear the scene really well. I I don't know if it was just the sound or something, or I don't know. I just didn't pick up on under right away because I'm like, how did he find out? Why is he crying all of a sudden? And then I was like, maybe he did find out during that conversation. Yeah, he overheard him. They were talking about it was like an accident. He fell out of a window or something. And then at that very point, he snapped. He's like, these humans are gonna die, and um. I the only thing I thought was goofy is how he trained all these apes to uh you know get guns and stuff and I yeah I don't I I still I thought about it again and again I still don't understand like there's that whole sequence where he just like looks them looks at apes in the street like in the eye and it inspires them to civil disobedience for some reason I, it just he's such a good leader he just has to look at or something. I don't know, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, to the movie's benefit, it gets the plot going. 
because I don't need to see a bunch of long drawn out nonsense we try to figure out how to get on their level or communicate or whatever. I kind of like this better. There's just one montage where he like goes to a bunch of apes and then they start misbehaving and stealing and like burning down restaurants. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, okay, there's an underground. Like I do like like it for the sake of pacing, but it doesn't make sense. I actually started laughing my ass off every time they did the zoom in of him staring at somebody. And, yeah. and um and I'm guessing they're implying that the gorilla that he was with at the circus, he learned the language. That's how he talked to the other apes. Is that what they're implying too? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't pick up on that at all, so. Yeah, cuz it, it during the uh part where he's, you know, writing down the stuff that these people need to get, he kind of does a <laughs> Like talks to them and they understand, so I'm guessing that he knows the language somehow. Sure, that checks out. Yeah, so again, I thought this that scene was really cheesy, but you kind of brush it off. You're like, yeah, you know, this is how he gets the uh, revolution starting. Right, it's necessary for the plot to get to the next act. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this guy, um, the black guy. I forgot his name. Uh, what is it? But he's like, it like it's like McDowell or something really distracting. Malcolm, other Ma- actor's name. Malcolm McDonald. McDonald, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of, and and I'm guessing they're implying because uh, you know his ancestors were probably slaves, so he. I don't even think it's implied. I think it's like pretty obvious and on the nose, like. All along the way, it's not like he's doing much about it or anything, but he obviously strongly objects to the way that they treat apes because it so obviously mirrors the way African Americans were treated. Mm-hmm. And this is what really bothered me is like the governor. I guess this governor has a lot of power. Apparently, um, he he doesn't do anything about it. He just kind of brushes off. He's like, "Oh, you're against this, huh?" I'll show you. <laughs> it, like, there was many times where McDonald was, like, being a dick. And you got to think this is, like, Nazi. It's almost like Nazi Germany. Like, at to the point, if, like, you're not with the leader, then you either get smacked or killed. Uh, well, just because it has similarities to it, it, it is still, you know, the United States, I guess. Yeah, I guess, you know they were still going off the thing that, like, oh, this is still America, you still have to get due process and uh, all that crap. So I, I thought that was pretty weird because there, there was many moments where McDonald's was like, I, I don't think this is right. And then he's like, oh, the, the governor's like, I'll show you. <laughs> Let's do this testing and stuff. And then uh, I, the whole, what was the thing they put on, like, the table and the, the headset, were they just putting, like, loud sound in his ears? I thought it was electroshock or something. Oh, yeah, the, the shock table. Um, to the point where McDonald pretty much turns it off and the the ape act like he's dead and stuff. That that was another confusing thing, too. Was he, They didn't show that the ape was looking at the circuit board, but, like, he just act like he died. Do you think he was just tired from the shock and he they, he saw that they were walking away and be like, oh, he's, he's dead. Let's, you know, get rid of him. Yeah, he was he was trucking him, I thought. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, oh, look, I'm dead. Ah. Yeah, because like McDonald turns off the thing, and you know he's still getting shocked, but then he turns it off, and then he turns the dial, and I'm guessing because he did one more loud yelp before he died, I believe. Yeah. So I guess he was aware that there was no shock. He was like, "Oh shit, I'm not getting shocked. What the hell?" And then mm-hmm. and started yelling. That that was that was my impression as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. What did you think of the bad guy? By the way, did you think he was better than the last one? Yes, I thought he was way better than the bad guy in Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Um, this bad guy, like, he's still like a little. You know, cartoony, like rubbing his hands together. Oh, I'm a Nazi, I'm evil kind of guy. But I barely get his motivations a little bit. Like he's a governor and he's a bad guy. Which he's a politician and he's evil and he's in an American movie. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the end of the day, he's just trying to make sure the apes don't cause much trouble. And obviously. He's, you know, a dirtbag, and he's awful to apes, and, like, this movie does a lot to, uh, to, to make, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? It, it draws a bunch of parallels between, like, uh, the way we treat animals with, uh, you should treat people better, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, another message there. I mean, obviously, slavery's bad. That's, that's, uh, a no-brainer, but it's talking about, like, uh, maybe treat animals a little better. Um... So, obviously, he's a scumbag when it comes to that, but I kind of, like, get what he's doing. Like, the other guy was, like, a scientist. He was supposed to be, and he's doing all the stuff that, like, flies in the face of science, but there's nothing this politician does that falls in the, falls, that flies in the face of uh, politicking. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell. I mean, I don't politicking. And it shows, like, like, you start to root for the apes, in a way, because you're kind of like... Oh, definitely. Yeah, I rooted for the apes the whole third act. Yeah, because in the beginning, in, like, the first three movies that we watched, like, we were just like, oh, you know, these apes are being asshole to humans, and then you kind of get the backstory, and then you you kind of feel for the apes now. It's like, yeah, these humans were pieces of shit. But then you also got to think that if Taylor never went to the future, this all would never happen. <laughs> Suppose, yeah, that confuses the hell out of me. Like, I, everything is still happening the way they said it would happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it happening like an accelerated rate? Or I, I think I did read something about how they went with uh, time travel is secular. Like, uh, it was always going to happen like this. There, there isn't a timeline where... Um, they came back to the past and had Caesar, and he eventually led the apes in an uprising. That was just always going to happen. Is mm. is the way I think Planet of the Apes does its chronology, at least for now, at least at this point in the series. That is that's the way it's happening. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Now, it's time travel aside, of course. When is it not? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. It, you know, Taylor never went there, all those events would never happen to the point where Caesar would be having this revolution against the humans, because I think this is where Caesar and them pretty much take over, and the war happens between uh, apes and uh, humans, to the point where eventually the inevitable of a nuclear uh, war is going to happen, but the apes are going to come out on top and all that stuff. 
Uh, what was your favorite scene out of this whole movie? Either uh, the scene where he chooses his name, or maybe... The, I mean, the final scene is a big part of why I like this movie so much. And I don't want to talk about it specifically yet, just in case you watch the other version, because that'll be a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so possibly the final scene... Um, yeah, pretty much those two. I like those a lot. Those are both like big character moments for Caesar. They're both exciting. Um, acting's good. Mm -hmm. Um, what was my? I think my favorite scene is uh, the revolution in a way, mm. because. In the beginning, I was like, oh, this is interesting about Nazi Germany and then all the slave trade, I get it. Uh, and then showing how humans are just fucking disrespecting the apes and stuff. And then showing, like, the snobby rich people that had it. Um, but other than that, it was really straightforward. Like, again, with the same movie from Escape where it's just like, oh... Uh, I forgot the names again. I'm so bad with remembering names. You just have the parents. Uh, Cornelius and Zero. There you go. Uh, you know, them arriving at the planet and then them getting backstabbed by the government and stuff to eventually having Caesar say mama at the end. And this one was just like, oh, they're going. What was Armando going into the city anyway for? I have, like, no clue. They, they were handing out flyers to advertise the circus, I guess. <laughs> God damn it, Armando, this would never happen. <laughs> it's only... Yeah. He could have went there by himself. I guess he wanted to keep a close eye on Caesar, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously, you know, Armando getting killed, and then him snapping to the point of getting an uprising... Uh, the ending, um, my ending is pretty much, there was a point where you, you had the humans with their shields and guns, and then you had the monkeys and stuff, where they were just fighting. Apes. And, yeah, the, the apes. I, they don't like to be called monkeys. Right. And, um, yeah, and that's how it ended for me. I forgot the last thing that was said. I think he just screamed or something like that. Oh, maybe you did watch the theatrical version of that. Um, obviously, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie that's listening, obviously there's a revolution and they, they start fighting and there's like a really cool scene that takes place in the only outdoor set they have, unfortunately. It's actually in Century City because part of the backlog at uh, whatever studios. But uh, they, they dispatch a bunch of soldiers and uh, the apes start getting the upper hand and there's some, you know, some gunfights and stuff. And of course, Caesar's using a gun which are all using those clubs and stuff, and uh, the humans keep getting overtaken. And then they take the command center. He captures, but doesn't kill, um, McDonald, the black man. Uh, there's a really cool... He captures the main bad guy, and they exchange some actually pretty cool dialogue. Um, and then he takes him outside, and in the theatrical version, after they showed the version that I saw, to, like test audiences and people like their stomachs turned a little bit so in the theatrical version he brings them out and gives like kind of a speech and um the girls are about to 
club the main bad guy to death. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I read somewhere that um the, the, the woman chimpanzee that he was all about says no or something. I don't remember if that that actually happens or if they wrote that and then took it out. Let's read that. That really that was one thing that kind of bothered me because you you could tell he had some type of love interest for that uh, ape, but like it's not very well established though. It never went through. It yeah. it never got its payoff. Pretty much, uh, to me, I think what would have been really good in a way is that he fell in love with this ape and saw that this ape was angry and and everything and doing this uprising to the point where she kind of portrays him in a way where he goes, hey, or she's like you know, doing the ape thing of being like, ooh, 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 you know, something's happening over there and pretty much getting Caesar in trouble. I think that would have been a really good uh, climax of the movie where, you know, shit, shit's going down because she, he got betrayed by the, the ape. I, I like the way it ends better, but the, the theatrical version he decides not to have the guy killed, and I think gives gives like a short speech about like uh, apes have more compassion or they're better than humans because they aren't going to be so severe. But in the extended version, in the violent version, the version I watched and the version that I really liked, uh, the gorillas beat that man to death, and then he gives like a a chilling speech. About um, like the, the 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 black man's like uh, show mercy or whatever. You don't have to be like this. And then he's like, no, we do. We're gonna um, we're gonna just run ramshot all over this world. All over the world, there are apes following our example. Um, there's the eventual nuclear holocaust, and apes will reign supreme. And he like stands like backlit with like fire and like holds his hands real weird like across his torso and just looks really scary and it's so fucking cool the ending of that movie i like a lot like in the extended version it's just super dark and a super bummer and then just like most of the other movies it cuts to black and the credits start playing over no music it's great oh yeah that's what i really liked at the end uh where just like shit's going down and then all of a sudden just cut the black no music i was like that's fucking Awesome. I love how it ended there. Uh, it, it makes me wonder what the next movie is going to be about because I didn't look ahead this time and it's really making me wonder what's happening, but I'm forcing myself not to look. Judging from where the story is at and the name of the movie, comes, I, I kind of like can guess, but I, I'm still anxious to get that. Mm-hmm. Because, oh man, like. I will say, so far, I mean, I'm still going to put the first Planet of the Apes at the, the beginning. We're not ranking yet, but, like, this is really high. This, I really like this movie out of everything that we saw so far, uh, besides the first one. So, like, I think I'm, pre- I, I think I'm making it pretty obvious that this is going to go below the first one. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm do. Um... What do you think would have been better to add in this movie? You think it was perfect how it was? Do you think anything could have been explained better? Uh, I think the first act should have been a lot shorter. Like I thought it was cool that Armando was in it again, but mm-hmm. who cares? I mean, 
Ricardo Montalban is awesome. He's a fun actor. I love that accent. But the whole first act, eh, could kind of do without it. It would have made more sense if he was like a descendant of Milo, who had, who then had the name Caesar, mm-hmm. maybe. But then you don't get all the like immediately thereafter kind of thing. Um, the movie could have used more outdoor sets. It's obvious that they were using the budget that they had. They only had that one outdoor set at Century City. Yeah, again, um, again, they made the the set so small, like it felt so yeah. claustrophobic. Especially a command center. It, it's like the size of like an RV or something. Come on, this doesn't. It looked like look they like used, somewhere they had. It looked like they used a really sci-fi set for like the headquarters because there was like oh I was like are they in a fucking Death Star or something? What is going? Yeah, on? <laughs> like all the walls are black and it's got like that stupid glass table. I it's stuff. The, the sets could have been better. That that's a big one. Um, other than that, uh, you know, like I said, besides the first one, this has kind of been my favorite so far. And I know I complained in the, when we did the second one beneath that they threw out some of like the nuance of early sci-fi, and uh, it wore its moral on its sleeve. It was an anti-war story, and this one's obviously like wearing on its sleeve the fact that it's about. Uh, Slavery. It, 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 yeah, slavery. But, I don't know, I just liked it better. It was more fun to watch. I enjoyed it more. I like the end. I like, uh, I don't know if you can call it moral, but I you know, it's it's a good movie. This one's good. Mm-hmm. This one feels like a reward for watching two and three, which aren't even that particularly bad. They both have a lot of redeeming features, but I, I think this one is roundly better than the other than two and three mm-hmm. obviously it's not better than the first one the first one's a masterpiece a classic but whatever i don't think anything's gonna top i think planet of the apes the 1986 version is always going to stay at our number one rank i'm expecting that as well but we have a long way to go we're almost there open. we're technically halfway there <laughs> we'll be halfway there when we have watched half of Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, let's get into our ranking. It's not Battle of the Planet of the Apes, it's Conquest this week. You put that at number two. Oh, oops. So, uh, it looks like me and Andy are the same again. We have both Planet of the Apes, the 1968 version at number one. Coming at number two, we have Conquest of, of the Planet of the Apes. Number three, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. And then number four, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Like I said, uh, I thought Escape was pretty better, uh, pretty good uh, compared to Beneath, but Conquest just knocks Escape out of the water, uh, or into the water, <laughs> uh, to be exact. Because I had a lot more fun watching Conquest than Escape. Because Escape had a lot of moments where i was just like all right i get it you know yeah it was supposed to be more like, fun and lighthearted, i think and i don't think planet of the apes wears that as well mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's our ranking everybody we still have what was it four, uh, five more to go one yeah we, we got one more of the classic um quinn trilogy whatever there's one more of the original five there's the 2001 uh, Tim Burton, and then the three uh, fancy ones. 
I can't wait until we see the new ones because I want to see Woody Harrelson so bad in those movies. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, next week we have uh, Battle of the Planet of the Apes. So remember to watch that and come back here, and then we'll talk about it. We'll give our you know ranking for that one too. All right, let's get to news that matter to us. There's only two things I want to bring up. I don't know if you have any news about movies and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, just Rise of Skywalker, I guess. That's the only thing that jumped out at me this week. Yeah, so Star Wars uh, Rise of the Skywalker got announced at uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. And they also announced a single-player Star Wars game, come to think of it, that we should talk about later. But anyway, keep going. You yeah. said celebrations. Yeah, so Celebration is usually they all go to a convention and obviously they celebrate star wars you know they talk about the cartoons the books uh the movies and stuff and this is where they announce like movie trailers and then uh you know episode nine jj abrams i think they had uh one of the late night guys there stephen colbert uh he was oh, yeah he was the one uh doing the panel and obviously they had all the people there they had kathleen kennedy i don't know if she got booed you know, because I don't know if it's the the uh, the loud minority that is pissed off with the movie movies that are happening now, but I didn't really I didn't notice any booze. But uh, they had John Boyega, Os Oscar Isaac, uh, Daisy. I forgot her name, last name. Uh, oh, Ridley. Yeah, yeah she's Ray. Uh, they had the. The Asian girl who, who's Rose in the in Star Wars, and then the the new Chewbacca guy because the old Chewbacca guy can't even walk anymore. He can't do it. And uh, let's get into the trailer. So you hear Mark Hamill's voice. You hear Luke in the beginning. Uh, you see Ray. To me, that looks like a training scene. Did you get that vibe from uh, the desert? When she jumped over that uh, Tie Fighter, uh, maybe I guess. I think I think she's gonna do more training because there was a lot of criticism of her being a Mary Sue, so I guess to show that she's a real power. Because guys, you gotta remember that Skywalkers are powerful. They've always been powerful. They thought Luke was, uh, you know, powerful to the point where Darth Vader was trying to get him to the dark side, and then you had Yoda trying to get him to the to light side and everything. Because if you had two Skywalkers on the dark side, there would be an unbalance in the forts. Uh, same with uh, the prequels, where you know you had Anakin, who was powerful, which eventually became Vader. And then now you have Rey, who could possibly be another Skywalker. I mean, it was in the, the second film, The Last Jedi, they kind of threw out there that you're nobody. But I think that was just a lie that kylo was doing and i think jj because he saw the backlash of all the people he's gonna do a payoff where she's a skywalker in some way but if not if he's not gonna retcon it what do you think the rise of a skywalker could be could you think it's you know the rise of luke skywalker kind of like you know uh religious way of saying that you know jesus rose from the dead kind of like luke rose into the forest ghost sort sort of that was my interpretation 
talking about in the Last Jedi. There needs to be no more Jedi. He's the last one. This is a. This is. He doesn't think that this should be the way anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the rise of his way of thinking. His religion, maybe. I don't like to use that word when implying or when describing this, but uh, yeah, you could say that probably. It's just, again, it's just a trailer. It's fun to speculate. Um, it's fun to watch. Uh, it looks awesome. I really like the scenery with uh, the, the big husk and the super weapon. Here's and the, of course, the stuff at the end is what everyone's excited Well, here's my thing. Um, let's say he he becomes a force ghost and let's say we learn a little more stuff about because we learned that you could take your your i guess self your fourth self and project it across the galaxy just like they did in the last jedi we're still learning what the force does and in the panel uh there was a question that was thrown at jj that he didn't really talk about he said are we going to learn any new things about the force and he turned to Stephen Colbert and he's like, man, I hate you now. <laughs> so I guess there's going to be some new things we're going to learn. Like the last movie, we learned that people could talk to each other in the heads if you have the fours. Like, Good. I mean, you'll remember, it was more than a year ago, our, it was supposed to just be we were going to talk about The Last Jedi. It ended up being its own episode. Mm-hmm. But one of, one of my biggest points, one of my big sticking points that I really liked about that movie is it made the Force magical again. It made uh, being a Jedi or a Sith, it didn't... Like, after the prequels, it felt like everything had a set of rules. Like, uh, like a video game. Like, you could level up your Sith lightning and it's got push and pull and you can jump, stop bolts, you're fast. Those are the rules. And now, after Last Jedi, it's more like... Okay, sometimes uh, sometimes you don't know what's going on. The Force is, is this crazy... They're space wizards again. I love it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so back to my point, like, let's say, you know, Luke becomes a, a Force ghost, and I'll get to the payoff at the end, but he kind of projects himself or, like, gives something to Rey... To kind of be like you're a part of me now, in a way, be like you have you're you're a Skywalker now. Like you have a part of me, my heart and soul and powers or whatever. Uh, you have that now. And then to the payoff at the end, because it looks like they go to Endor, uh, where the second Death Star got destroyed. And at the end, you hear a familiar laugh of the Emperor. You know laughing and at the panel uh <laughs> the guy who does the emperor i forget his name ian something mick, mick, it's not another weird nickname um mick dormant diamond it's weird it's got a weird spelling yeah but anyway it, that might be it uh but uh he does his emperor voice he's like roll it again and people just went fucking nuts like it, it had my hair is standing right now because I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome!" And a lot of people are gonna put it down and be like, "Oh, they have to go back to the, the old ones to kind of get the nostalgia and everybody, you know, go crazy." But I'm like, 
it's still part of the Skywalker era. Like you're gonna get those old characters, and you know you had red 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 letter media making fun of it, being like, "No one's ever really gone," which I guess you have to do that. <laughs> when we were talking about this before, I said, uh, you know, if if Jedi get to die, then the go blowy ghosts. Why wouldn't the Sith? And I thought that's the the angle they were gonna go with. It. Everyone is is seeming to think that they're implying he's still alive because you never really saw him die. But I don't know. There was a lot of uh, blue mist and fire coming out of that Death Star reactor mm-hmm. drop. So I, whatever. That's what I thought. I thought it was gonna be like he has been influencing people like Snoke or whatever as a red glowy maybe hammy. But you know, it seems like something they do. But everyone seems to think he's just... So I don't know. I mean, if he's alive, that's going to be really fucking impressive to, to explain. It's going to be... You're going to have to explain your fucking self how you lived through that. Uh, I mean, you could kind of say the same thing about uh, Darth Maul, which they do. He just... He got robot legs. legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Uh, but going back to my point about the ghosts and stuff... Maybe maybe the Emperor is a ghost and somehow influences Kylo Ren to become powerful to a point where he's super powerful. And that's why Luke has to go into uh, Rey some way because they have to balance the force because if the Emperor is in Kylo, he's going to be super powerful. And this whole Mary Sue thing that people are talking about, having Luke some somehow influence or possess in a way on Ray will probably make those old school people that are really pissed off about Ray be like, ah, oh, I see you needed Luke to help you and all that stuff. But then again, you know, that could not happen. It Ray could just be really powerful because, you know, she's right and mm. that's what happened. That's fine. But uh I I, I wanna know what happens. I really do. They did a good job of setting it up. I want to know who Ray is. Mm-hmm. Well, JJ, I think JJ is going to save it. I think JJ is going to make everybody happy while Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy was like, oh, this is how we want to do it. Take it or leave it. Which JJ Abrams is definitely going to make it very safe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because he loves to be loved. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let, you wanted to talk about the game, Fallen Order? And we can do that on Escape. Join us for uh, Escape for Side Quests. We'll, we'll go over the Star Wars video game news, which you would expect to be doom and gloom because it's Dash DA, but it is. But, you know, tune in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some news about Terminator, by the way. They had a screening at a Comic-Con. I forgot what Comic-Con it was, but it, I think it was only for the press. Or, Ew, stupid. Yeah, um, but they did let the press talk about it after. So pretty much, um, there's going to be three robots, or uh, three Terminators coming in this one, which is interesting to me. Uh, there's going to be one that's going to be liquid and split into two. He can clone himself into two uh, Terminators. There's a, there's a female one, which I think is the one that's with Sarah Connor. And then you have Arnold that's going to show up some somewhere. So I wonder if three factions are going to be sending something back or coming from different timelines where uh, they sent three Terminators. 
And it, it, it just pretty much showed the beginning of the movie where they all, uh, all three of them, uh, you know, the, the electrical ball and they just show up naked. And they said they were impressive because this wasn't the final cut. So like all the special effects weren't there, but they were saying that even though they didn't have the special effects, it really looked fucking cool. <laughs> so that's interesting. Uh, but, but I'm really hyped for this because James Cameron is producing it. Um, I feel like James Cameron is going to save the Terminator franchise. Uh, Talking about a lot of people saving stuff. A lot of billionaires saving stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of controversy with James Cameron. Uh, wasn't he talking about the Oscars or something like that? Oh, was he? I don't know. I missed this. It's saying that, you know, they have to have a better voting system or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but they ignore the third one and they ignore, um, the one Salvation. Salvation. And obviously they ignored Genesis. I have a soft spot for Genesis, by the way. Like I, I, I really, still never saw it. It's 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 interesting on how they do that. And there's a YouTube uh, which I'll probably link in the description on Podbean uh, that pretty much explains the timeline to a point where it makes sense. But like the at the average casual person is gonna be like, "This is stupid. Why did this happen?" Like you you, you gotta think about it. You know, time traveling is weird, and it, yes, it's confusing, but if you research time travel and, like, all the, the paradoxes that do happen, they kind of make sense, these Terminator movies. So, I don't know. Have an open mind, people, and do some research. Like, when I, when I watch a good movie to the point where it's, like, making me think a lot, I do a lot of research, and I like to see what people, how they explain the ending. Because there's a lot of movies that, you know, say, hey, you make up your own ending. How does, how does this end? Where do you think it goes? Where was this inquisitive, open-minded dubs you saw Last Jedi? Um, I, I guess I went with the hate wave. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I will be critiquing episode nine. Uh, so hopefully it's good. So you have anything anything you want to talk about? No, that was it. Um, this movie is is a ton of fun, and I love it. The first act is good, not great. The second, third acts are fucking great. Mm-hmm. And I'm having fun with this, and we're going to come up with more ranking systems that are, are going to be very, very cool to do. For sure. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, any projects you're working on, or just the same old, same old? Same old, same old. Nothing, uh, nothing's out. Nothing to announce. And honestly, most of what I'm working on, the most of what I'm focusing on, is video game based right now. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah, same with me. Um, I'm starting to go back. I'm, I, I kind of took a break on my novel thing because I was starting to have writer's block where I couldn't write anything. I didn't have any creative flow going. You gotta do some more drugs. It's what all the great writers do. Yeah, <laughs> do those shrooms and shit. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to like watch a lot of time because my, my novel is based off of time travel. So, ah. so, uh, like I'm starting to get more creative, creative flow in it and a direction that I'm doing that. So just keep an eye out. I might have a, a beta read for you guys to look at. Obviously I'm going to send one to Andy if he wants to read it. 
I can't read. <laughs> uh, but, but other stuff I'm working on is video game based, so that's more for Escape from SideQuest. Yeah. Um, make sure to catch us on Spotify, everybody. We're on Spotify. Fuck yeah. Um, we're, we're everywhere. We're on iTunes if you search uh, Nerd Review Network. And we're also on Podbean, uh, novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, make sure to like us. Make sure to comment and give us a review. And also, just to, if you think we're terrible, tell us that we're terrible. Because I want to know if you guys are alive out there. Because I, also, I also, if you think we're terrible, because I sound off. I'm buying a new microphone. So shut up. <laughs> Yeah, because I know you guys are downloading it, everybody. I know you're there. You just don't talk. And it's always the same 15 people every time I put out an episode. So uh, say something, guys. But anyway, uh, we also are on nerdview.com. What's the nerdviewnetwork.com? It's nerdview.com where we post everything nerdy. I'm actually going to be updating that site where it looks a lot better, in my opinion, because... I think it needs to have a professional look. Even though it does look good right now, it's not up to my standard. So uh, keep an eye out on that. Yeah, I think that, that we're going to end episode 61 here. Next episode is 62. And uh, again, next week is Battle of the Planet of the Apes. Remember to watch it and then come back here and listen to it. Until next time, everybody, have a good day. Thanks for listening.